0: Let's worship the Lord today. Let's sing and worship the Lord.
1: Thank you, Brother Jaden. Let the words minister to you.
2: Answers,
1: God, we want that fire. God, I've visit your people so this morning, Jesus.
2: I have no pain.
1: Oh, God, this is you, Jesus.
0: Personal I will God
2: praise you when the tears fall still I will sing to you. I will praise you
1: a God that is might for to children of the Most High. thankful to a God that in the midst of my silence, he is a song in my heart. I'm thankful that when I am hurt and broken, he is my healer. I'm thankful for a God that when I am lost, being tossed to and fro on a raging sea, he is my savior. He is my lighthouse, a God that careth for us, a God that knoweth what we go through. God, thank you, Jesus, for being the God of our peace, our comforter, and our counselor. God, I pray this morning that you just gather us under your wings as a hen gathers her chicks. God, in the midst of protection, in the midst of being nurtured, in the midst of being cared for, Jesus, we need you this morning, God more than we could utter, more than we would like to admit it. But we need you, Jesus. You are our hope, oh God. Lord, you are our sustainment, God. Lord, we cannot go through this life without you, Jesus. Oh God, move on your people this morning. Amen. Continue to pray, continue to praise, continue to worship, continue to bestow adoration and devotion to a good God. Amen. We're going to continue to sing praises to the mighty one of Israel. We're going to continue to magnify from our lips to the God that became flesh for every one of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
3: describe a it's undeniable bow it's undeniable I'm trembling cause you are near and i am here for, here for you, you.
1: Can we just magnify our God right now, a God that careth for us, a God that encourages us, a God that sets us free, and a God that is the breaker of chains and the crumblers of strongholds. Amen. What a God we serve. We're going to continue to worship the Lord our God this morning. Amen. Praise God for how he is moving in this service. Praise be to the God of Israel, how he is encouraging his children. Praise be to the God that answers our prayers and reveals himself in the midst of distress. Thank you, Jesus.
3: heard the tide will never change. They haven't seen what you can do. There is power
1: and lift our hands and let the words just minister. Oh God, what I believe in you say it is done. God, we believe in you, God. Your promises are yea and amen. You don't slack concerning your promises as some may. just thank you, Jesus. God, we trust you, and God, if we are in your hand, everything is going to be okay. God, if we trust you, everything is going to be okay. Lord God, if we just stay by the cloud by day and the fire by night, everything is going to be okay. Lord Jesus, we trust you here this morning. Amen. You may return to your seats this morning. So good to be in the house of the Lord. So good to see everybody at New Life Apostolic Church. Amen. We had a great fellowship yesterday out in Holland. Amen. It was so good to see everybody. So glad to celebrate Sister Eileen and and Alvin and Stephanie moving back to their home here in Texas. Amen. And it seemed like everybody had a good time. Brother Hillman brought back the days of the army and they, it was a great competition going on of, of spades, and, and man, they were getting into it, and we had our youth playing volleyball with chickens running across, amen. An interesting version, I've never played with with chickens running across in a volleyball court or a volleyball net, uh, Brother Alvin said it was, what is it, like Division one quality? Division four, Division four Alpha. <laughs> our, our volleyball net's taken a good beating, it's kind of <laughs> falling apart. And so Alvin's like, listen, is this professional volleyball standard? I'm like, no, sir, it's not. But the youth are having a good time. It was just a good fellowship. Amen. Amen. And thank you to everybody that came out. Amen. 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 Just a, a few announcements. Remember, this Friday, we are going to be having a youth fellowship, it's going to be ages 13 to 18. We have the opportunity to fellowship at Spare Time Temple. And we are going to be meeting up with seven other apostolic churches from the local area. This is a good opportunity for our youth to, to build some friendship, to have some apostolic godly fellowship. Amen. And so looking forward to that. We are going to be uh, meeting at the church at five o'clock. We are going to pray because it is a prayer day. It is the end of our Daniel fast. Amen. And then we're going to go to spare time tech, uh, spare time in temple. Now, just know that there is a variety of costs just depending on what you do, because they have laser tag, go karts, bowling and, and so forth. But this is a great opportunity for our youth to have some godly fellowship. Amen. And to build friendships. Uh, I was sharing with some of the youth that that my wife, she had fellowships from youth, youth camps and youth rallies and youth events from Years ago, and there's been some lifelong friendships that were built. Many of those friendships that they built relationships with, several of them became pastors. One of them is a pastor now. We're going to spend time with him in his church. And several of that became missionaries and ministers and aspiring to do things in the kingdom. Amen. And those are lifelong friendships. Amen. So that is a great opportunity for our youth. Amen. And we're going to represent the Lord Jesus Christ and to represent new life, and it's going to be a good time. Amen. 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 Now, uh, Friday the 19th of May, there is also a youth rally in Gatesville. I wanted to announce it. Uh, Brother Wyatt Weir, he's got his license, and he's going to be preaching at that youth rally. Uh, My wife and I are thinking about going, and if some of the youth would like to attend, please get with myself and my wife as well, and that'd just be a good opportunity. A young man that that grew up in our church, and and it is now a preacher, amen, that's a beautiful thing to see that transition, amen, that's motivating, amen, for our youth and for us, amen, so if you would like to go to that youth rally on the 19th, please get with myself and my wife, and it's out in Gatesville, what is it, 6 or 7, around that time frame, 7.30, yes, it is 7.30, Amen. So we're going to want to leave the church that Friday, the 19th at 630 because it's about a hour drive to Gatesville. Amen. So that is a good opportunity. And if you want to go, please get with me. Fellowship's important. Amen. Interaction is important. Amen. And as I said, these are these are lifelong friendships that can be built. Amen. And it's inspiring for our youth to see these young people that have come up through the church and growing into doing things the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. It's important. Godly fellowship is important. It's inspirational. Amen. It inspires. It motivates. Amen. So looking forward to this Friday, and I'm looking forward to the 19th for those that want to go. Amen. We've got to invest into our next generation. It's important. Amen. Brother Hillman, please come and give our 9 a.m. Sunday morning announcements, please.
4: Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. There's a few things. Uh, Daniel Fast is going to start Wednesday. We want to make correction on that from Monday to Friday. It's going to start Wednesday to Friday. I know some of you are happy about that, but it's all good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so we will be doing our fast, our Daniel Fast, starting Wednesday to May 10th, way to Friday to May 12th. And we're going to come here to church at 7 p.m. for prayer. Amen. For those that's not participating in that rally, our youth. Amen. So we will be here at 12, at 7 p.m., Friday night to pray a closing of our Daniel fast and just pray that the Lord would just move and continue to help the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. And then on uh, Saturday, uh, May 20th, we still have a rally that's in uh Denton, Texas, Pastor Kobick Church there at not uh Denton, Texas. That will be at noon, Saturday, May 20th, May 20th. So praise the Lord. We hope that all those that's able to go, amen, will go and attend that particular service and time of fellowship. And then of course, uh still be prepared for our general conference and youth camp, which is July 24th through July 28th. Amen. So can you to keep that in mind? Amen. Prepare yourself for that, those that are able to go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So any more announcements before we uh, collect our tithes and offerings this Let's morning? Let's keep
0: uh, Evangelist Simmons in prayer. She is in Mississippi ministering this weekend. Let's keep her in prayer. Amen.
4: Praise the Lord. Okay. Also, next Sunday is Mother's Day, and we're gonna have a light breakfast after service. Which which one, the morning? Pardon? Oh, during Sunday school, they're having a light breakfast for the mothers for uh, for Mother's Day next Sunday. Praise the Lord. Amen. Any other announcements we need to present? If not, we're going to receive our offering this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless those that's able to give. God bless you. God bless those, amen, that have the desire in their heart to give. Amen. Praise the Lord. Nobody is exempt. Amen. We need God to bless us so we will have more to give unto him.
1: Amen. Just wanted to make a quick correction on that youth rally this Friday. It's ages 12 to 18. Ages 12 to 18. Amen. So once again, that fellowship this Friday, ages 12 to 18, we are going to meet at the church at five o'clock. We are going to pray. We're going to leave about 530 and that fellowship lasts from six to eight. Um, If you need some logistics with riding, with getting a ride, please let me know so we can try to accommodate that need. Amen. Looking forward to the fellowship this Friday. Amen. Good godly fellowship. Amen. And seven other apostolic churches. I'm excited to meet new individuals. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. And wait till everyone is seated. We're going to be reading from Second Samuel chapter nine, verses verse three, and then we're going to go verses six through eleven. Very familiar because it was just in Sunday school recently. Amen. And the king said, this is King David, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. Amen. If we could put our Bibles down this morning and just close our eyes and lift our hands and just sense what God is trying to do this morning. God is demonstrating his compassion this morning. God is demonstrating his counseling and his comfort this morning. A a God that is mindful of our pain and our hurts. That is looking for the brokenhearted. That is looking for the downtrodden. That is looking for those that are burdened. That he can come and nurture and care for. And a God that makes all things new. No matter our state and our brokenness or how we may despise the situation, there is a God that is ready to give us peace and a joy that's unspeakable, a God that turns beauty from ashes. Amen. If we can just begin to just sense, begin to hear God speaking to us, not in a roaring voice of many waters, but just in that still small voice speaking to the hearts of his children. Oh God, I just pray that you move God, that you comfort, God, that you reassure, oh Lord Jesus. God, you are the nurturer. Oh God, you are the father to the fatherless and the defender of widows. Oh God, you are there for the downtrodden. You are there for the unwanted. Lord, you are there for the betrayed. Lord, you are there for those, God, that are suffering. Lord God, comfort us, wrap us in your arms. God, we look to the hills where our help come from and our help cometh from you, Jesus. God, encourage us this morning in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Amen. i like to preach this particular thought this morning, the bummer. The bummer. I'm not talking about that the situation is such a bummer, but there is a point to this title here this morning. A little bit of context if we go back to 2nd Samuel chapter 9 verse 3. We have King David who was a man after God's own heart, meaning that his character, his attributes, his characteristics was indicative, meaning it reflected God. He was a god a man after God's own heart, meaning that God loved King David, but many of the heartbeats was pleasing unto God and demonstrated to demonstration of God's compassion and characteristics. Amen. And that is a heartbeat that we should have. That we should be individuals after God's own heart. And David is demonstrating mercy in this scripture. David is demonstrating grace in this scripture. David is demonstrating compassion in this scripture. David is demonstrating that no matter the state that somebody is in, I've got to go out. I've got to find them that I can bring restoration. He says, is there any left of the house of stall that I may show kindness of God? Not to himself, but of God to himself. And that is how God is every day amongst the population of this world. Is there anybody out there that I can show kindness to? Is there anybody out there that I can restore? Is there anybody out there that I see their pain and their burden and their heartache and their brokenness and their suffering and their condemnation and their guilt that I am willing to show kindness to them and that is a God that we serve, a dynamic God and a living God that understands uh, our point of view, that understands our brokenness, that understands our heartache, but he wants to show us kindness. In verse 6, 2 Samuel chapter 9 verse 6, and now may Phoebo the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, and he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servants. Let's talk about Mephibosheth. It is in chapter 4 of 2 Samuel, we see the unfortunate fall of King Saul. He fell on his own sword, but because of the choices that King Saul made, it cost his lineage, it cost his family, it cost his children. And Jonathan, who was like a brother to David, and David loved Jonathan with such a tremendous love, that brotherly love, that he made a promise and a covenant to Jonathan. But unfortunately, because of the sin and the choices of Saul. It cost the life of Jonathan. But David remembered his promise. David remembered his promise. David remembered his promise. God remembers his promises. God remembers his covenants. Amen. Can I just get a little bit of juice in my mic? It may be the monitor. It may be the house. I feel like my voice is a thousand miles away. Amen. And so Mephibosheth, in chapter 4, we see the fall of Saul and Jonathan in the house of Saul. Many of them were killed. Many of them had lost their life. And Mephibosheth was a child at the time. And his nurse, in the midst of the panic, in the midst of the fall of the house of Saul, took up this young lad and fled out of the city. But unfortunately, in the midst of that desperation, in the midst of that panic, she dropped the child on his head. And now he was crippled in his feet. He was, in his lifetime, from chapter 4 to this chapter, an outcast and an exile because he felt that his life was threatened. He was considering himself a dog. He was considering himself unclean because he was blemished, because he was handicapped, because he lost uh, the ability to walk, uh, that he felt unloved, that he felt unwanted. And how many of us? us here this morning because of life circumstances. It may have not been a drop on your head physically, but something, something happened in our life that it crippled our joy, that it crippled our peace, that it crippled our purpose, that it crippled our identity, and we have placed ourselves in a place of exile that we were never meant to be. It doesn't matter the state that you're in. It doesn't matter your guilt. It doesn't matter your condemnation. It doesn't matter your brokenness. There is a God who is a father to the fatherless and the defender of widows going to and fro looking for somebody to bless, somebody to lift up, somebody to adopt, somebody to heal, somebody to restore. And there is a God here this morning going to and fro in the midst of the pew seeing your pain, seeing your hurt, seeing your anguish, but is ready. Bring them to me that I may bless them. And David demonstrating a characteristic of God. Mephibosheth came to this king and he fell on his face. What I love about his characteristic, everybody in Israel left because of the civil war between David and his son Absalom. But it was a Mephibosheth that stayed, a Mephibosheth that loved his king. And he fell on his face and gave reverence to the king. If David wanted to kill him, he would have killed him. If David wanted to destroy him, he would have destroyed him. But he called him to bless him. He saw him in the midst of his pain and his exile, sitting in a place uh, where he felt that he lost his promise. He lost his identity. He lost his namesake. And that is not the place that God wants us to be. We exile ourselves in caves. We exile ourselves in places that we were never meant to be in the sitting there in the company of our sorrow, sitting there in the midst and the companionship of our anguish uh, and our hurt and our pain and our brokenness and our guilt uh, and our condemnation. But there is a God trying to beckon you. There is a God that is trying to call you, whether you are handicapped uh, or disabled by your pain and your guilt and your grief. There is a God that is looking to and fro to try to restore, to try to make, to try to heal, to try to lift up uh, the feeble knees, to rise you up uh, on wings like as an eagle. A God that is a healer. healer. Amen. Verse 7. And David said unto him, Fear not. And there's times that we come to church so broken or we're living in the midst of our sin and our poor choices and our condemnation and our guilt. We're living in the midst uh, of our minds swirling. We're in the midst of our emotions ruling us. uh, And we go before this church. uh, And if we are here today, we believe in God in some form or fashion. There is a level of reverence. But the devil says you are not worthy to go before your king. The devil says you just stay there and don't move. You don't deserve to be restored. But I'm here to tell you there is a God that is beckoning you to this altar this morning ready to restore ready to repair ready to heal ready to make new and you are worthy no matter where you're at to come before a God that created you a God that knows you a God that knows the number of hairs on your head a God that fearfully and wonderfully made you who is waiting for you to be restored and David said fear not And that is where God is telling you this morning, fear not. Fear not. not. You could be remade. Fear not. Old things pass away, hence he makes all things new. Fear not. If you just come to this altar, I could heal you. Fear not. I can make all things new. Fear not. I could bring you out of that handicap and disability of your guilt and your condemnation and your brokenness and your anguish. Fear not. Amen. And he said, I will surely show thee kindness. That is a God of grace and mercy today. A God that says, I will surely show thee kindness and for Jonathan, thy father's sake, you remembered his promise, Brother Hillman. And there is a God that has given you a promise. Many of you have had the Holy Ghost, and it may have been for years, sometime in your life you've had the Holy Ghost. And that was a promise that was made. I said that was a promise that was made. And there is an opportunity to be restored here this morning. There is an opportunity to be made new. There is an opportunity that God is calling and beckoning you to show you kindness, to receive. Rest- restore your house uh, to adopt you and to bring you back in there's a god that loves you today the devil is a liar and the father of all lies uh, our carnality is a liar but god is a voice of truth he remembers his promises and i will restore thee all the land of saul praise god for that inheritance and thy father and Thou shalt eat bread from my table continuously. Here is this man that was disabled. Here is this man that his family was cursed. Here is this man that was not shown love since his childhood. Here is this man that would have been considered pretty much unclean. But there is a king, and this is how God is with us, that has made a table that is ready. He wants to bring us to the king's table. You are worthy to come. Many are called, but few are chosen. But there is a calling here this morning. The invitation has gone out to each and every single one of you by the sound of my voice. This is more than just a 9 a.m. service. This is an invitation to the king's table. And despite your state, the invitation is still in your hands. I'm here to tell you it's not spam mail. It's not junk mail. That invitation was perfectly and personally written from God. For you to come to his table here this morning and be made new. Amen. What an opportunity. What a foreshadow. What a representation how God is. That he wants to bring you to his table. A sinner like me. I said like me. Because my righteousness is as a filthy rag. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I cannot save myself. Amen. My righteousness my characteristics and carnality is sinful nature, but there is a God that wants to pull me from that nature. We don't deserve the invitation, but there's a God that loves us. There's a God that cherishes us. There's a God that wants us at his table. If we would just answer the invitation. You, everybody here this morning has felt God in some form or fashion. In these 22 plus years of this church, you have felt God. You have experienced God. You've had that touch from God. Amen. And that imitation is still there. You were never meant to exile yourself. You were never meant to flee and run. You were meant to be part of the Father's table. Amen. That is your place. And don't let anyone else convince you. It wasn't man that gave that promise and gift to you, and man cannot take it away. Amen. Verse 8, and Mephibosheth bowed himself unto David, what is thy servant that thou should look upon such a dead dog as I? And whether we like it or not, there are times that we see ourselves that way. There are time that our emotions gives us that perception. There are times that our thoughts give that perception that there is no way I can be saved. There is no way that I can be made new. I am too far gone, but that is a lie. If you are breathing, you are inhaling and exhaling, there is hope for you today. You are worthy to come to the altar. You are worthy to cry out to your God. You are worthy to come and open your heart unto God. You are not too far gone in your pain, your grief, and your anguish in the situation. Amen. Next verse, please. And the king called Ziba Saul's servant and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertained to Saul and his household. Mephibosheth received the promise of his father. God stays with his promises. And our promises for some of us are just outside the door. All you have to do is knock. Knock. And all you have to do is answer the knock on your own door in your heart that Jesus is knocking on your heart right now. Amen. Verse 10. Thou therefore and thy sons and servants... Shall till the land for him, Amen. I love how God did that—that He brings our necessity. Because how can a crippled individual till the land? But God brings us the necessity. God brings us our provision, and thou shalt bring in the fruits, and thy master's son may have the food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. I want to eat at my king's table, my father's table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Verse 11, Then Ziba said unto the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mishphibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. Praise God that a sinner like me could be called a son of God. I want you to understand that that cross that happened 2,000 years ago opened the door. When that veil was torn from top to bottom 40 feet, that was an opening to be adopted, to be grafted in to the king's table. And I want us to think about our testimony. We, we can never forget our testimony. We can never forget where we came from because that is God's hand there. I remember where I was when I received my invitation to the king's table. And remember how you spoke in tongues. Remember how God illuminated your life. I am thankful to be called one of his sons, that he's adopted us to be the sons and daughters of the Most High. Amen. So the bummer, that was all of us. We were all the bummer. A bummer lamb is a lamb that once in a while a ewe or a mother sheep will give birth to a lamb and reject it. There are many reasons that she does this. But if the lamb tries to return to her mother, the mother will literally kick the lamb away. She has made up her choice to reject her child. She's made up her choice to reject that lamb. She's made up her choice. And the lamb, on many circumstances, according to many shepherds, will literally hell its head low to where many shepherds think that there is something wrong with the lamb's neck. But it's believed by many veterinarians that that lamb is actually broken hearted. And the lamb, if not cared for, if not taken care of, will surely die. That was us. We were the bummer lamb. That life rejected us. Something happened that we were the unwanted or the unloved or sin gripped us situations gripped us anguish gripped us but let me tell you about a God that is our shepherd as John 10 says he is the good shepherd the shepherd will see this bummer lamb literally take that lamb and wrap it in a blanket place it by the fire and feed it and nurture it that shepherd will take the lamb and place it against his heart because veterinarians believe just like a mother with a child that that heartbeat is essential for motivation. That heartbeat is essential for the will to live. And that shepherd will take that bummer lamb and place it to his heart and watch it grow and to nurture it and to care for it and to love it. I want you to remember where you were before Christ called your name. Where were you in the midst of your anguish and your pain And many of us, all of us, were in a sinful nature. Where was life before there was a shepherd that saw us as the bummer lamb? Because this world is cruel. This sinful, unloving, self-centered, narcissistic world is is cruel. And sin places us as that bummer lamb that is placed out. And this world will not nurture you. This world does not care for you. But there is a shepherd that's not only the shepherd of his flock, But there's a shepherd that fearfully and wonderfully made you and he picks you up in the midst of your depression because a lamb, a bummer lamb. And I've seen pictures, its head just hangs and they think it's some kind of neck issue, but it's depression. But that shepherd places that lamb next to his heartbeat so that lamb knows the shepherd's heart. And it is a heart that careth. It is a heart that loves. And that is our good shepherd. That is the one that loves us when everything else rejected us. There is no joy in this world. There is no peace in this world. But there is a God that loves us who is our shepherd, that brings us close to his heart and nurtures us to strength. And when that lamb, that bummer lamb, is big enough to go back out to the flock, he's placed back in the midst of the flock. But every time that shepherd comes out, it's the bummer lamb that comes back to the shepherd. We have a God that you may have 99 sheep, but he chases the one. Yes, amen. He goes for the one. And many of us this morning are feeling like that bummer lamb. You feel like a Mephibosheth, an exile and an outcast in the midst of our pain. You are going through it. But there is a God that has much like that, as King David is a man after God's own heart, looking who can I bless? Who can I restore? He's looking out amongst his flock. Who's that one lamb that's depressed in the corner? Won't raise its head, won't eat, won't nurture itself, but I've got to come and nurture this lamb to health. Amen. Can we go to Psalms 23, please? Very familiar scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Next verse. Verse. He, make me, he maketh me lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. This is King David, who was a shepherd, a man after God's own heart, writing down the characteristic of our God. He restoreth my soul, and some of us need restoration this morning. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for art thou with me? Thy rod and thy staff, thy comfort me. Verse 5 says, thou preparest a table, the king's table, before me in the presence of my enemies. And thou anointest me, or anointest my head with oil, and my cup rummeth over. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, Just 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 like Mephibosheth. When we stand to our feet this morning, I pray that somebody is encouraged. You were never meant to be the bummer lamb. You were never meant to be to that place. Oh, Jesus, can we close our eyes and lift our hands? These altars are open. Oh, God, restore us. If my wife could come, please. Somebody please assist with Hadassah. Jesus, I need a comfort. God, I've put myself in this exile because of this situation. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We have many that are in the altar. Come on. Just be comforted. Just be comforted by the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Before we transition from this service to Sunday school, I do have an announcement. But I don't want to get in a hurry. Let's let people pray. It is important, what a message, that God would give us the opportunity and privilege to come into his house, his fold, and sit at his table. Oh, I don't ever want to forget where God found me. Neither do I ever want to take this for granted. I am so very, very thankful and grateful.
1: That's it. Just close your eyes and lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and your grace. God, thank you for loving us. God, that no matter where we are today, God, you give us hope. God, you look for us to bless us, to restore us, to encourage us, to make us whole, to make us new. And God, you found a bummer lamb like me. God, in the midst of this world, in the midst of my sin, in the midst of Oh, God, of the coldness, Lord, of this society, God, you found me and you brought us in. Lord, God, let somebody be encouraged this morning. Let somebody just be nurtured in your house. God, bring us to your table, Jesus. Somebody just needs to be encouraged. Let him be your shepherd. You are worthy to cry out as a lamb cries for their shepherd. You are worthy to cry out to your shepherd. He is the good shepherd. You restoreth my soul. God, you place me at your table, Jesus. That's it. Somebody just begin to pray. Somebody just begin to speak to him right now. Amen. This is our God. I don't want to miss the invitation. I don't want to miss what God is doing. I don't want to miss the opportunity to hear the heartbeat of my God. Jesus, encourage us. Nurture us. Father to the fatherless and the defender of widows. That is you, Jesus.
0: Let's take a few more moments and understand what God has given us. We didn't earn it. We sure couldn't be good enough. And there's not enough money anywhere that could ever hope to buy it. It was a gift. So, such sinners like us. So she's going to sing for a few more moments. Just let Him know how much you're. She'll very thankful.
2: How can? Stay.
0: for his